Hello and welcome everyone to the first podcast of the Ikigais, the well-being committee of Storm. Uh, today's podcast will be about setting and achieving goals in the theme of the new year, but also for throughout the year. I'm here with Hella, who's also a member of the Ikigais, and with our guest speaker, Sydney, an upcoming YouTuber from Amsterdam. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you for inviting me. So I've been making videos on YouTube for a while now and mostly it's around the theme of productivity and setting and achieving goals. So that's why the start of the new year is always like something very motivating for me. But at the same time, I noticed that it's not necessarily about the new year, but you can start anytime. So that's mostly what my videos are about. Okay, thank you for your introduction. Um, let's straight dive into the subject. Um, let's first establish our own goals. Do we have any goals for the year? Because it's January, so I guess everyone just started with resolutions. Maybe it's nice to hear our own goals. Oh yeah, so um, I've divided my goals into three sections. Usually I made goals and it was a list of 20 things. And uh, I never actually achieved any of those goals. For example, in 2022... I wanted to run a marathon whilst I've never actually ran in my entire life and mm -hmm. I hate running so much. So uh, it was still on my list and all the th goals that I used to have, they never really got achieved. So I decided, okay, this time I'm only doing three goals so I can achieve them better and I have like a, a better vision for what I want to do. So my goals are to learn Arabic and spend as much time on that as I can because obviously it's a, it's a very difficult language so I can't just become fluent in a day but at the same time if I think I may be able to do that then the motivation to keep on going is higher. My second goal is to um, create a house for myself so I'm moving in the next few months and I want to make the place as you know homey as possible so really look at all the nice things I want to have in my house. And the third thing is to spend more time creating and sharing what I create as well. All right, sounds like very nice and actually also quite achievable goals. Um, what about you, Hella? Okay, <laughs> yeah, so I really have a lot of goals. Like I really find myself in when you say that last year you had like 20 goals and then none of them get achieved. And I think I have the same... Like I have a lot of passive goals which are not really <laughs> which are not really like tangible goals. So and like we also did some research with the Huberman Lab uh, podcast and um, what you say like that you now focus on three goals and just really actively like three big goals and then actively try to achieve those. I think that works better than having so many passive goals. Like I'll just hang out more with these persons or I'll just learn this um, thing. Um, so I think I will try to do that as well. I don't really have those three concrete <laughs> goals or like two or three that I really want to focus on because I always have, I want to be more fit or I want to do more exercising or more karate or things like this. But then, yeah, they really need to be tangible and achievable, but we'll talk about that more later as well. I think, I don't know. No, I am still <laughs> thinking of my goals, but also uh, the type of goal is really important. Like when you said they are maybe too big and then you cannot achieve them or something. So I'm, I need to, pick like some goals which are easy but not too easy that's also what the the neuroscience says <laughs> if they are too easy then you will 
cannot do them will not do them consistently but they can also not be too big because then you get demotivated so they just have to be moderately like you think you can achieve it like learning arabic is really difficult but you can if you really put your mind to it so i think i also want to learn arabic yeah that's <laughs> my goal i want to learn more let's arabic. do it together <laughs> yeah thank you for sharing and also good thing you brought up the humor men Huberman? Humorman Lab, um, <laughs> because throughout the podcast we'll be um, incorporating some of the insights from the um, neuroscience field um, together with um, a specific strategy um, about goal setting and achieving where you kind of frame uh, a 12 months, so an entire year, uh, into 12 weeks. Um, so maybe let's go a bit further into that. We The first step, maybe Sydney wants to engage in that a bit more. Yeah, sure. So it's inspired by the book, The 12 Week Year. And it basically says that before anything, you need to have a clear vision of what you want, because um, sometimes we set goals for ourselves that we do not necessarily even want to achieve, but it's just maybe um, stand a standard in society to have that goal. For example, with the goal of becoming fit, maybe you want just want to fit in, but at the same time, your priorities can li lie somewhere else. So I had that goal for myself for a, a very long time. I just wanted to be, you know, that fit girl and uh, go to the gym every day. And now I'm realizing that even though I still enjoy exercising, it's not necessarily um, a vision that's like my top priority right now. So first you need to set a clear goal and clear vision for yourself. Who do you want to be? And what does the person that you want to be do on a daily basis? And from that point on, you can start doing the other two steps that were in the 12-week year book. But the most important thing is knowing who you want to be. And that's, of course, a crazy big question. It's not easily answered. But at the same time, we've all been here around for 20-plus years. I think we all have like a little bit of a clue of the type of person that we want to be slash already are because essentially who you want to be is already inside of you. you you just have to create the habits for yourself to become that person um so yeah first is starting the vision yeah um sorry i'm diving in but i, re I really like that you're saying that because i was literally today having a conversation with my sister about this that i was struggling because i see myself as a specific type of person and then I want like I want things out of life which I think are suitable for a different type of person than I am. So I was talking to her, I was like, how will I become that? I will never be that person because I am not currently it, but you should just like fake it till you make it, I guess. And then not, I don't, yeah, it's not really clear what that means, but just that you try to like picture yourself that you're already that person that you want to be by just incorporating the habits like what would that person do on a daily basis and then you just start doing that and then those things become habits uh, habits and then before you know it you are that person and then you can be that but yes at the moment i am not that person mm -hmm. yet because i'm not doing all those things that that person would do yet so yeah this may be a little bit fake but yeah yeah it's a combination of faking it till you make it and you know flowing into that person without maybe even realizing it because yeah I, I remember when I was really young, all I wanted to do or be or have, I, I always said, I just want to be at peace because I felt crowded in my mind. And right now, without really being able to tell you how it happened, I feel so much more peaceful just because I've been 
studying the things that I really find interesting. For example, Islam, that's why I want to study Arabic as well. And slowly I've been flowing into that piece without realizing that I, I have just become the person I've wanted to be just because the vision of that person wasn't necessarily clear, mm -hmm. but the feeling that that person had was clear. And that's how you flow into it without really realizing it. All right. Thank you very much for sharing your goals, both Hella and Sydney. Uh, also a very good point you made about how um, many goals are personal and sometimes uh, something works for you and not for other people. Um, and how would you say um, you can achieve the goals? Because um, sometimes goals may seem a bit intimidating because they're very big or seem hard to achieve. Um, do you have any tips on how to make it more achievable? Yeah, so um, as I've said, when you imagine the person you want to be and what that person is doing, you can kind of uh, analyze what that person does on a baby daily basis and start to make like a, uh, a list of things that you want to do on a daily basis. So for example, with my goal for learning Arabic, I have this daily goal of Duolingo and doing that for like 20 minutes a day and that would be um, at least one step closer. Although I must say after doing this for like three weeks, I'm noticing that I'm not really learning as much as I would want. And when you notice that you can, you know, readjust to that. And now I've applied to a course where I do weekly lessons um, with actual other people in a group. So your goals can be easily achieved when you set the, the tiny steps that you have to make. And when you get used to those steps and you get a feel for that, like it's something you're excited about, right? Um, you can make the steps bigger. And that's what I'm doing with like a bigger course, doing it with actual people. Um, so yeah, tiny steps, get used to those, get more excited, get excited for more and then increase the steps and at some point maybe you'll be running you know mm -hmm. yeah i think that's a very good point you're making uh, also from my own experience sometimes when i set some sub goals and then i achieved them and then i thought well now i'm done so i guess i now achieve my goal but it's a good thing to keep um pushing yourself towards maybe a bigger goal or to make even bigger steps instead of all those small steps yeah, yeah. exactly yeah no yeah because when you make them like you ha need to have a concrete plan because if you have all these different goals in your head and all these things that you passively want to do then they will just not get done because it's all a mix and it's all chaos so it's good if you just like focus indeed on like a f like what we said the three goals or like a few goals and then really work them out on daily daily things that you can do or milestones and then if you achieve them then you reward yourself or like you're yeah congratulating yourself that you did that because then you get a dopamine rush or something. That's also <laughs> what the science says. But honestly, like th that is the third thing. It's uh, tracking your progress, but it's so satisfying to tick off that box <laughs> of you've done it that day. And that excitement grows how long you sustain all the things that you've set for yourself to do. So it's really like a, like a cyclist. It's like a positive uh, feedback loop or negative. And we choose the positive because we want to s achieve our goals and not cry the next year or talking about, oh shit, we didn't achieve them again. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the goal tracking is a very good thing because as you said, like seeing your progress and kind of a reward 
But also, if you don't see any progress, and then seeing like, okay, what can I do to do achieve the progress that I want? So even like sometimes errors or like a negative um, like track or process can also help you like um, to invest even more in actually achieving the goal. Yeah, it's also good if you have that 12-week planning. I, I think then if you do weekly evaluations and then if something goes wrong or indeed you're not you're not uh, fulfilling the, the milestones and the uh, actionable steps that you did, then you can update re like update your goals again or like the milestones, update them and see why it's not working and maybe make it more more e like more easy for yourself to really achieve them because the goals need to be like moderate so that you don't get demotivated that you cannot do them at all. Um, so they shouldn't be too impossible. But yeah, also not if you and if you're doing them all so easily, then you can add on to it so that you just reach your goal faster or better. So yeah, and I think what I always did was not to do the actionable steps or yeah, th that I had the goal in mind or then I did the actionable steps, but I did not track the progress. And then I just feel bad about myself all the time because I'm like, oh no, I'm just not busy with that goal. But I was, I was busy with it every day. But then I'm like, but then I'm just seeing that as like just... Uh, for example, I, I want to read more or something. That's then my goal. And then I was reading every day for like um, 15 minutes or something. But then it was like the next day, I just forgot that I was reading, that I read that day, the, 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 the day before because I was not ticking it off or I was not rewarding myself. I wasn't like, oh, I read for 15 minutes. That's so good. I'm up to speed with the goal because I did not make those actionable steps on paper. They were just passively somewhere floating around in my head. So I was not aware uh, that I was ticking them off and doing it. So I was not tracking the progress. And then I was just like all the time thinking, no, I'm not doing anything with my life. I'm not reading. I'm not doing anything. But but I was. So it's just mm. sad for yourself. And then you get demotivated that you cannot do anything, but you can. So And you are. So note to self. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think those sub-steps are so important to also acknowledge how important they are. And that even if you haven't achieved the full goal of finishing a book, for example, like those 15 pages a day are already like a big step in the in the right direction and even if the next day you don't then still you can pick it up again and like try reach that goal yeah and i think i i want to add something like also from that that podcast that we listened to from the neuroscience thing um because what they said and i thought that was really interesting and i think i already do that is that they said that you need to visualize your failure so you instead of being like this is what i want success to look like um this is like, I'm going to feel so good after I finish this goal. I'm going to be amazing. And then you think only about the positive things about that goal. And then at first you get that dopamine or something. And at first it's really nice. But then it you it will not, that will not be enough to keep you consistently doing that goal or taking those steps. Um, because you're already like pre-doing, already feeling the the niceness of having achieved it. I think I think it's like tricking your mind or something that if you're, if you think... I'm really going to be so fit. I'm going to work out every day and I'm going to really do it, blah, blah, blah. Before actually doing it, then you're already feeling good enough. So I think you're not really feeling the urgency or your body is not feeling the urgency that you need to keep up with it. So then you will, the probability of you achieving the goal will be less than if you are actually afraid. And um, so you should be afraid. Now, not you shouldn't be afraid, but like keeping the failure in mind so that. Think about all the things that will happen if you don't achieve the goal. And that will give you motivation to achieve it. Because then you'll, you'll instead of thinking, how well, how good will I feel after this run? You have to be like, oh, if I don't do this run, and if I don't do this run every day, then I will feel like trash. Then I will feel that my body will not be healthy. Then blah, blah, blah. Because And then you get really scared for that. So 
and so that will steer you to move away from the not achieving the goal or like that will because you will you see the scary situation in front of you and you want to steer away from that so they said that that actually is a better motivator because people just work that way that if there's something really positive you will less likely move towards it and if something is really scary because we just don't like negative emotions people just don't like scary negative things then you um, on purpose want to move away from that and that is so i guess that what they say fear is the best motivator but then yeah you shouldn't scare yourself so because then if there is failure of if you imagine all the things that can go wrong and you foreshadow failure then you can find solutions for it so instead of just ignoring all the things that go wrong you need to actively think about all the things that can go wrong but then not become scared and just not do anything but then you find solutions and then you work on it because you want the positive outcome and then you solve all those problems along the way and then you are more likely to achieve your goal. I hope this made sense, but that's what the guy, the science guy said. <laughs> the science guy was right, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, so that reminds me of this example where you you basically see two versions of yourself. You have that, like that, if you have a shoulder with the angel and the devil, by taking, let's say, the lazy road, the road where you don't do anything with your life, you end up this, I don't know, let's st stereotype. You become this fat person on the couch who doesn't do anything with their life, who's just binge watching shitty shows. And the other person that does all the things that you've said for yourself, oh, that would be me if I were only to do this and that. That person is super fit, educated, has their house in place. And by comparing yourself to these two people who both of them you are not already, you constantly decide for yourself, okay, which road am I going to take? Because you're kind of like in a battle with your with yourself because, you know, if life is a game and you've already stopped comparing yourself with the other people around you because that's meaningless in and of itself, it's nice to draw inspiration for wha from what other people are doing, but at the end, it's you, you're the, the one going into the grave alone and you were the one being born alone. By constantly being in that fight with yourself, okay, am I choosing like the potential that I have inside of me or am I just going to do nothing with it? I think that is kind of what inspired me. So what you said... Um, yeah, if you are scared of the lazy route, then I guess. So if you, with every decision that you make... Yeah, with fear, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if f fear is what drives you, then for me that would be the fear of becoming this absolutely nobody. Not necessarily as in, oh, no one is seeing me, but more like, if I leave this world and I have left nothing behind. You know you know how you have that uh, footprint where you're basically consuming more than you give to the world back? If I leave this world and I basically didn't do anything, all I did was consume 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 and i left nothing for like next generations or even the people that are still here right now what would that be you know that that's kind of what drives you and that can be um viewed in so many ways because when you think like that you can become i don't know more sustainable in the way that you um that you eat maybe or how you travel like the those types of things but also if you're being kind to a neighbor or some, someone who you don't even know. You know, everything is something that you leave behind in, in a smaller way or a big way, however you want to view it. And 
by thinking about, okay, am I taking the route where I am constantly trying to improve and achieve the goals that I know that are good for myself and perhaps the environment that I am, or you're taking the route where you're not even helpful for yourself nor anyone else because obviously that whole thing where you can't help others if you can't even help yourself you know by helping yourself achieve your own goals you are also helping society in a way so that's kind of the motivator for me i think so what what maybe then helps is it like if you plan your whole day or maybe i do some planning and then with every choice that you make during the day you figure out like for example then the angel and the devil and then which road do you want to take and then if you make a choice does this choice contribute to my being on the angel route or does this um choice like set me up for failure i guess and that's where maybe what the science guy <laughs> meant with like that you foreshadow your failure so that you're not only driven by positive emotions but that you also give yourself a reality check i guess that if i don't do this action right now that will set me up for failure or if i do this action in a different way which was not the way that i wanted it to go in my milestones or something that you really hold yourself accountable i think because then yeah if you yeah if you hold yourself accountable then you g become aware of the urgency of doing this milestone or actionable step right because otherwise you will set yourself up for failure and if you already imagined what this how like the gravity of what this failure will look like then you will become afraid of it or you don't want that and then you'll be you steer more towards the the goal achievement process so, yeah, I think that's that on that. <laughs> and I also just had another question because we were also talking about how goals are just very personal and that, like, I guess finding yourself and you need to find your own way in life and what you find important. But, yeah, I personally just find it difficult not to compare my own life to other people's lives. So if you guys have any, like, how do you do that? You're just not comparing yourself or you are, or do you find that difficult or not? Or like Western society or something because you also have FOMO, you also have all those other things. So I feel like a lot of people do compare themselves with other people and what they are achieving. And then you get the fear of not achieving enough or something. What do you think? Mm, I think sometimes it can actually be motivating and I can also get some inspiration um, from comparing myself to others. But then I think it's always very important to come back to yourself and think, well, how is this relevant for me? And maybe the same goal is different from my perspective or is different in my life. Or um, if I achieve it in this way, it's, it's also fine and it works for me. So I think I do compare myself, but then I also um, relate it back to myself and how, it, how the goals from someone else apply to my own life. Yeah, so then I guess it would be that you have the same end goal which which is like a bigger more broad thing like for example being more social let's put that one but then the actionable steps you really like make them you translate those towards your own life so being more social for you maybe means hanging more, like hanging out more with friends or something but then for someone else it means spending more time with family or something like it so then you see so if you see someone else working on that main goal and then you're like oh yeah i actually also want to be more social for example but then you think about what you value and what your principles are maybe and then in the actionable steps actionable steps you make it more like tailor it tailor make it to your own life i guess is that what you're saying yeah so i think indeed the goals can kind of have the same subject or like seem as if they're the same goals but then in the strategies and in the sub goals i think it's important to go back to yourself and see what worked for you um personally and what you personally want to get out of it for your for yourself 
Yeah, so um, maybe as a s- uh, final note on what you said as well about going back to who you are, what really helped for me when deciding on what my priorities are and which three goals I'm going to focus on in the next 12 weeks is that um, I went, I kind of went back to uh, that place where all of us didn't compare ourselves to anyone because we were little kids. So when you think about how you were as a kid when you were like four, five, six, seven, around that age when you were not harmed by the world yet and you had complete, um, how would you say it? Yeah, you haven't been changed by the world yet. And when you go back to the things you liked at, at that time, I think it can help you with understanding what you want to prioritize uh, right now because that's that kid is still inside of you and it's just growing you know so for example with my goal to learn arabic it's keeping that curiosity for different um different people and different cultures because that's always something that i've had and with trying to be more creative it's that inner child in me that loved to paint or um make little 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 houses or something so if you don't know how you uh, what you want to prioritize you should maybe think about what you were like as a little kid and which um, part of that little kid is still uh, inside of you and wants to you know come out again and uh, play because life is a play after all and I think that would be my final note on how to know what to prioritize and then from um that place you can make the tiny steps that you do on a daily basis to have the strategies that you need to achieve the goals thank you um and i have one last 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 question before we uh, uh go out because you mentioned the 12 week plan and we all do but i don't think we really introduced it really well because now i'm also wondering like do you then have you now have three goals for 12 weeks And then after 12 weeks, do they then change? Do you then pick three new goals? Or are you 12 weeks just doing the actionable steps and then doing an evaluation and seeing how you continue with those three goals that you set for the year? Or maybe can you elaborate a little bit more about that that strategy? uh, It's kind of like the last thing you said. So I will evaluate. um, So the year has, I don't know, 52 weeks. If you divide that by 12, you have four weeks left, I think. So you have 12 weeks, then one week, and you can use that week as a re-evaluation where you decide, okay, I'm going to stick to this goal. So Arabic, probably I will stick to it because there's no way I am fluent in uh, three months. But maybe um, house to home was my goal to create a house for myself. Perhaps it has happened already by that time. I can uh, choose a new thing, something that excites me at that point. So it's really something to re-evaluate and... um, keep it interesting for yourself because you don't want to have this stagnant thing where you're just doing the same tasks every day and not really seeing growth because uh, you're like like a robot doing the same thing every day so really adjust and see what still is something that you like to do yeah so i guess then it's better to have like a combination of long-term and longer-term and shorter-term goals so you already know that arabic will be probably a very long-term goal to have And it can be demotivating if all your goals are so far in the future and you don't see any progress whatsoever, for example. So that's why you have the evaluations, but also maybe the house to home is a a shorter term goal than fluently speaking Arabic. So maybe that's nice that you first then that you have a very long term goal, which you're always busy with. And then you have a shorter 
term goal, which then after three months can change. And then you, because then it also just feels nice for yourself that you're ticking off more goals or something that you have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I guess now, thank you. Um, so we talked about a lot. It's also time to wrap up. So I think to summarize what we discussed is really, um, yeah, that, that, when so the first thing is really asking yourself just be honest with yourself i guess and ask yourself what do i want out of life or like what do i want right now in this year or these 12 weeks then i think yeah that's better if you stick to the 12 week planning then what do i want to accomplish after these 12 weeks and maybe you can prolong it in the future um and then really just because everybody always says i want to learn a language i want to do this yeah everybody wants to learn a new language but you should just really i guess really just be truthful to yourself and see what do I really want to accomplish and what am I just randomly passively saying or something and then you can set the goals and those may maybe like the bigger goals you first set um, but they are not impossible and also not too easy so that you don't get demotivated but these are goals that you can consistently do always and they are kind of moderate so maybe short term or long term but you can do them and then the second step is the strategy so that's then the 12 week plan in which you make actionable steps, smaller steps for yourself, daily daily things that you can do to reach that goal in 12 weeks. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, so smaller steps per day, which are tangible and you can tick off. And then that's the ticking off is the third thing. So the goal tracking, so every day tick them off, but also every week maybe do a, a nice evaluation. And then also after the 12 weeks, you have a week of reflecting on are you progressing and are you doing it well and if you're not then you should update your goals and you know maybe it was too difficult or maybe it was too easy and just also don't be too hard on yourself I guess but also hold yourself accountable if you know that you're just slacking because you're choosing the the fat lazy guy route <laughs> <laughs> or something so um yeah so it's really goal making strategy and goal tracking and then hopefully in the end you can do all your goals thank you for this complete summary Ella. Um, and thank you all for listening and we will see you soon next month with our next podcast lots of love from the icky guys yay